all you animals out there, are you ready? Well, you better buckle up because it's time for the show, ladies and gentlemen. Straight out of your sister's bedroom and your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Without further ado, it's the Wing Scoops Podcast with your host, Wee Needham. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com, on anchor.fm slash ringscoops, Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, wherever else that you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. I am your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham, T-Mac, that Ring Scoops guy, pretty much to sum it all up, right? Um, I am recording this on Tuesday, March 8th. The time is 2.16 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot. We had two pay-per-views over the weekend. We had a Hall of Fame announcement. We had a little scuttlebutt on Twitter with CM Punk. Well, we didn't, but CM Punk did with some other people. We got some news about um, WrestleMania's card. It's updated, some rumors, some big names and whatnot. And uh, we got a little bit of topics to kind of briefly touch on uh, from last week that we didn't touch on that happened after we did the podcast. So much news going on right now. We may have to do the Ring Scoops podcast twice a week. I don't know yet. We'll we'll figure it out. It's juggling Ring Scoops with Cinema Flare and magic key on wheels and whatnot and getting a lot of other things together it it gets a little tough it gets a little tough but we're still doing it so anyway uh last week there was a big announcement to be made by tony khan right tony khan made a big announcement last week and at the start of dynamite the march 2nd 2022 edition of dynamite Tony Khan, the president of AEW, made a huge announcement that he is now the new Ring of Honor owner. And uh, here's some information via the press release. Tony Khan announces agreement to acquire Ring of Honor. The video library, brand assets, intellectual property from independent professional wrestling's most prestigious promotion purchased under a new partnership with Tony Khan. The press release says moments ago on AEW Dynamite, this was released not long after he did the promo, uh, live on TBS, it was announced that Tony Khan has agreed to acquire the assets of Ring of Honor Wrestling Entertainment LLC from Sinclair Broadcast Group, including the promotion's extensive video library dating back to 2002, brand assets, intellectual property, production equipment, and more. Widely known as the independent promotion that birthed some of wrestling's greatest, biggest stars of today, including AEW's CM Punk and Brian Danielson, and highlighted dozens of members of the AEW roster, Ring of Honor's purchase signifies a new chapter in the future of professional wrestling as AEW's meteoric rise continues to draw the youngest skewing wrestling audience on television. We got some quotes here from, you know, Tony Khan and whatnot. 
talking about the big roster, more than 40 members of the AEW roster has appeared in Ring of Honor during their careers and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, there you go. Uh, Tony Khan's big announcement that he bought Ring of Honor. That is huge. That is very huge on so many different fronts. Tony Khan now owns two wrestling promotions. He owns AEW. Now he owns Ring of Honor. He can run them both as a separate entity. If he chooses, he can combine them. He can just get rid of Ring of Honor. If he wanted, he can get rid of AEW and just run Ring of Honor. He can do either either one. There's so many different choices. Just like Vince McMahon had so many choices back in 2001 when he purchased both ECW and WCW. Of course, we now know, you know, hindsight, it was you know, 21 years ago, that Vince wanted to do the invasion angle, which flopped in majority of people's eyes. Um, I still found bits and pieces of it entertaining and whatnot, but yeah, without the big major players, without the names, like the NWO and Goldberg and Ric Flair and even Eric Bischoff at the time, like the invasion angle, it, it, it could have been a lot better. But 21 years ago, if you're still complaining about that 21 years later, then you got some problems. So what's Tony Khan going to do with the Ring of Honor? It's a good question. There's a lot of people that are speculating that maybe he'll turn the uh, dark and dark evolution or ev- elevation shows. Uh, he'll turn those into you know Ring of Honor branded shows for the YouTube. Not a bad idea. Um, I wouldn't have an issue with that. I would uh, with something as big as Ring of Honor. Let's face it, it's been around longer than WCW lasted, right? WCW, as the brand WCW, lasted roughly a a decade or just a a shy over a decade, right? Before that, it was, you know, Jim Crockett Promotions, it was NWA, it was was just so many different things. But as WCW, and especially the WCW that we remember, it didn't really have that long of a run. Impact has lasted longer. AEW is on track to lasting longer just as long ring of honor has definitely lasted longer pwg has lasted longer all these other promotions have lasted longer than wcw did so i would like to see ring of honor continue i would i would hate to see it dwindle down to the way it did and have tony khan purchase it and then it goes into the back pocket that's what happened to wcw and wcw in the eyes of a lot of wrestling fans today doesn't carry a candle to say ring of honor. So I think in the, in the best interest in the wrestling fans, keep ring of honor around Tony Khan himself, dude, just own it, put somebody else in charge of it, oversee some stuff, but don't have as big of a hand in it as you do. AEW trust other people to run it. Trust new acquisitions that you have in the company to help run it. And we'll get into one of those names in just a little bit when we talk about AEW Revolution. Unlike a lot of other episodes here of the Rinksuits podcast, this particular episode is not going to be as dominated or as heavy on WWE as it usually is. There's a his rare WrestleMania season, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of news. But there's this particular episode, we're going to be focusing a little bit more on other things. 
but don't get me wrong, we're still going to talk about the big rattlesnake in the room. Still to come. But yes, Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor. Should be very interesting to see where this goes. The AEW video game that they're working on, or is it is it gone past the point of no return where they can't include it? Ring of Honor? Or can they still include Ring of Honor in the video game? That's another good question. It's just so many, so many questions to be asked. A lot of answers that need to be given. And only time will tell. There you go. Okay. So, at the top of the show, I said that we just got through a weekend that had two pay-per-views. You're probably thinking to yourself, wait a minute, all right, there was AEW Revolution, what was the other pay-per-view, Webmaster? Impact Wrestling Sacrifice took place on Saturday, March 5th, whereas Revolution took place on Sunday, March 6th. Sacrifice, it took place at uh, Paris Town Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. It aired on Impact Plus and YouTube. The 13th Sacrifice pay-per-view sacrifice 13 there you go yeah um the commentators for this which i absolutely love the commentary team for impact wrestling at the moment the uh the former tom phillips now going by his name you know thomas uh or however pronounce it and then we got the former Aiden English on commentary. They sound terrific together. Adds a whole new flavor, a whole new element. They're just doing really good stuff. The show sounds amazing now. Never really was a, a gigantic fan of Josh Matthews. Don Callis, eh, he was all right. He was a good heel, don't get me wrong. Great voice for broadcasting. Personality-wise, didn't really care. But Tom Phillips, Aiden English, yes, I'll call them by those names. People know him more by that than anything. Phenomenal job. Uh, let's run down the results. We had 11 matches total on this entire card. Some of them, you know, they were you know pre-shows and whatnot. But still, this whole card from top to bottom, 11 matches. In one of the pre-show matches, Lady Frost defeated Giselle Shaw. Is it Giselle or Gazelle? Sometimes I I didn't watch it. Um, Not familiar with the talent. So if I messed her name up, I apologize. Another pre-show match. Rich Swan and Willie Mack defeated Honor No More, Matt Tavern and Mike Bennett. And then, of course, when the show officially started, we had the singles match for the X Division Championship. Trey Miguel, the champion, defeated Jake Something. We had Eddie Edwards go on to defeat Rhino. The Knockouts Tag Team Championship match, the influence, Madison Rain and Tanil Dashwood, defeated the inspiration, Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay, to capture the Knockouts Championship, Tag Team Championship. Jonah defeated PCO. Jay White defeated Alex Shelley. That was a damn good match. That was the longest match on the card, too, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Clocking in at 18 minutes, 45 minutes, 45 seconds. 18 minutes, 45 seconds. Jay White versus Alex Shelley. This was the first time that I've 
watched from bell to bell a Jay White match. And I I know Alex Shelley can go. I heard a lot of stuff about Jay White. I never took the time to actually watch his stuff. I will admit that. I'm not going to try to pretend like, oh, yeah, you know, I know all the stuff about this guy when I really don't. I don't know anything about Jay White. But I watched this match, Bell to Bell, and I was very impressed. It was a really good match. These two had phenomenal chemistry with each other. It's a damn good match. I would put it up there and, and, and maybe, you know, at the end of the year, revisit it and see if it's worthy of being a contender for maybe match of the year. Uh, we had the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. Diana Perrazzo defeated Chelsea Green by submission. And I bet you that was probably Chelsea Green's idea for the, to be a title match and lose by submission. Knockouts World Championship. Tasha Steeles defeated Mickey James. So we got a new Knockouts World Champion. The Impact World Tag Team Championship, Violent by Design, Eric Young and Joe Doreen. They defeated the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, to get the World Tag Team Championship. And in the main event, Moose successfully defended his Impact World Championship against Heath. But that's not all, ladies and gentlemen. Because after that match... Josh Alexander came out. Says he got a new contract. He wants Moose. He wants the championship. Josh Alexander still with Impact Wrestling. And I think that is a genius signing or re-signing by Impact Wrestling. Josh Alexander is a tremendous athlete. He's a great character. He's a great performer. He's just overall great talent. So for Impact to retain the services of a guy like Josh Alexander... And to go into a program immediately for the world championship with Moose as good business, especially as you know we're coming into springtime. Not long from now, we're not that far away from Slammiversary, which is one of their big events of the year. One of the big events. So, a prominent spot there for a guy like Josh Alexander. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Overall sacrifice, um, you know, I enjoyed it. It it wasn't uh wasn't too bad. You know, there was, you know, there were some spots. You know, it was a roller coaster ride, it had some ups and downs. I think for the most part though, it, it wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, if I had to recommend say the top three matches of the night, obviously on the very, very top there, Jay White versus Alex Shelley. You are definitely gonna get your um your wrestling's worth of the pay-per-view from that match right there. I think uh, another really good match on the card, uh, Trey Miguel and Jake something, I think they had a really good match I'd put there that up there in the uh, the top three. And uh, Moose and Heath, I, you know, main event, world title match. And then you had the fallout, you know, with the Josh Alexander stuff and the aftermath. Uh, definitely well, well worth watching. If you watch those three right there, you know, you, you see some good high pace action wrestling from Trey McGill and Jake something. 
You got a, 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 a Matt Classic with Jay White and Alex Shelley. And then you got a little sports entertainment mixed in there with Moose and Heath, world title, a main event. You got, you know, Josh Alexander making a comeback. You got a nice little cliffhanger at the end there. So if you were to drop it down to those three matches and only watch those three and say you watched Sacrifice, I think I think you're on good terms with Impact at that point. I think you still got a good grasp of what's going on. Uh, at least in the major scope of things. So, there you go. All right, let's move over now to AEW Revolution, the pay-per-view that took place on Sunday, March 6, 2022. Um, It was at the Edition Financial Arena in Orlando, Florida. The event aired through traditional pay-per-view providers as well as Bleacher Report in the United States and Fight TV internationally. It was a culmination of a three-day event, which began on an episode of Rampage on March 4th and then a Fan Fest on March 5th, both held in the same venue as Revolution. So, uh, the commentators, we had Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, Excalibur, and then uh, Taz joined in for the Hook QT Marshall match and the ladder match. Uh, commentary was interesting as usual. <laughs> it really was. They had three pre-show matches here. Uh, 12 total matches on the entire layout. On the entire format. Here we go. Pre-show match number one. Uh, Layla Hirsch defeated Chris Statlander. Hook defeated QT Marshall. And then the House of Black, consisting of Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, defeated Pac, Penta, and Eric Redbeard. So, six, six-man six tag match there. Rounded everything up in the pre-show. To kick things off, Eddie Kingston defeated Chris Jericho via submission. I enjoyed that match. Just like with Jay White, I'm not extremely familiar with Eddie Kingston. I know a little bit more about Eddie Kingston and what he's about, his style and all that kind of stuff than I do Jay White. This match with Jericho, Eddie Kingston and Jericho, there was a lot of intensity. These guys were really at it. They may really made you believe that they really did did not like each other. So in that aspect, a well done match. I thought it was paced very well. Putting these two guys out there in the opening match to set the bar to set that standard, to get everybody hyped. I thought it was really well done. After that, we saw a three-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus defeated Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. What can I say about this match? Um, it, it There was a lot in in this match there was a lot to take in there was a lot to watch a lot to absorb um it it ran almost 20 minutes there was every spot imaginable in it now i'm not saying this is a bad thing i'm just telling you the facts this is what happened this is how long it the match was this is what took place in the match it was just like a little too much for me a little information overload but that doesn't mean that it wasn't you know wasn't a good thing doesn't mean it was a bad thing just for my own personal taste jurassic express they uh they won the match aew tag team champions 
moving on, the a match that I really enjoyed was the Face of the Revolution ladder match for a future AEW TNT Championship match. This ladder match clocked in at 17 minutes, 20 seconds. Wardlow defeated Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, and Christian Cage. To me, and I know there's going to be a lot of people that may disagree with me on this, but for my own personal tastes, match of the night. Right here, this ladder match, I thought it was very well done. It was very, very well paced. Considering how many people you had in this, it was a ladder match with the kind of spots you can do in a ladder match. It was paced very well. I think every single participant in this was showcased to the best of their ability. Nobody stuck out like a sore thumb. It was just overall 17 minutes and 20 seconds of goodness. The spot where Wardlow and Keith Lee... All right, let me set it up how how it was. All right, Orange Cassidy... Gets the ladder, does the Terry Funk thing, right? Puts the ladder on his shoulders, he spins around, he knocks a couple guys over. Wardlow gets on one side of the ladder, Keith Lee's on the other side. They both lift it up over the shoulders and over the head of Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's still holding on to the ladder. He's floating in the air while holding on to the ladder. He skins the cat, hops up on his feet, stands up on the ladder while these two guys are holding it horizontally. And he goes to reach for the brass ring. Then we got the big spot on the stage going through the table, Keith Lee and all that, you know, and and, and Wardlow and everyone else that was up there. Just really good stuff. I, I really enjoyed that. Up next after that was the AEW TBS championship match. Jade Cardgill uh, defending against Tay Conti. You know, Tay Conti's a pro. She's been around quite a few years. Uh, uh, Jade Cargill, you know, she's 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 new, right? She's still green, a lot greener than a Tay Conti, like way way greener than a CM Punk, way greener than a Darby Allen, greener than a Britt Baker. But she's being featured prominently on television and on pay per view. She has a championship. Compared from a year ago to today, a huge improvement. And she's going to continue to improve. This was not a long match. Six minutes, 50 seconds. I thought it was perfect amount of time for these two. Tay Conti got some stuff in. Jade looked really strong. She continues on with her streak. She's still the TBS champion. What else do you want out of this, right? I talked to my buddy Mac about uh, Jade Cargill. And I told him that uh, the vibes that I'm getting is the same vibes that we got from Trish Stratus at the end of 2001, beginning 2002, all the way to the rest of her career, where they took somebody that was not versed in the business. They took an outsider, a pretty face, brought into the business, started training them from scratch. And Jade is looking at this like, at least it's coming across this way, which is a good thing. The same way that Trish did, where they're not coming in from the outside and saying, oh yeah, I'm going to have fun with this for just a little bit, you know, it's a little side thing just to kill time. No, 
they're taking their careers very serious. They're learning the craft of this industry. They are their characters. They're evolving. They're getting better. Jade is has has that same path that Trish Stratus has. Is she going to see the same success as Trish? I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Time will tell. But right now, this is that's I'm seeing I'm seeing it right there. I'm not saying for sure that she is going to be as big as Trish. I'm not saying that she's as good as Trish right now. She, she's not. But I'm saying the rise in their careers and how they both came in as a pretty face and how serious they're taking their careers, very parallel. Moving along, we've got the dog collar match. CM Punk defeated MJF. This was a bloodbath. And CM Punk coming out to his original, you know, theme, entrance theme uh, from uh, AFI, you know, big pop moment for a lot of the hardcore fans out there. Um, I get it. It was homage, you know, to Piper Valentine, Starcade 83. I get that. I get that. You know, these guys, they put their bodies on the line. They went out there. They told a hell of a story. They beat the crap out of each other. From uh, from an aspect of you know dog collar match and the history of these uh, kind of matches and then the history of these guys and the story that they were telling, well done, phenomenal work by these two. From a personal standpoint, it was a little too much for me. Like I said before, and I'll say it again right now with this one, that that does not mean that it's a bad thing. I I can look at things. As a personal, obviously, from a personal standpoint, I can look at things from a very professional standpoint, too. I give these guys their due. I give these guys their credit. They went out there. They put it on the line. They told a story. They left it out there in the ring. They made a lot of fans happy. They did some good business. That doesn't mean that I have to like it. I'm not hating it. It just wasn't for me. But I enjoyed the aspects of it. I'm not going to tear it down. And speaking of that real quick, a little piece of news that I kind of wanted to talk about, and it ties in with this. Apparently on Twitter, there was a guy from uh, the Figure Four Online, Paul Fontaine. He had tweeted out, quote, what am I missing with this punk entrance? End quote. And CM Punk had replied back, quote, a deep understanding of storytelling, a brain, end quote. So there was a lot of... uh, people upset over that right punk deleted the tweet fontaine had replied back saying quote i understand the story i had never seen that part of your roh career now that it's been explained to me it's really awesome for those that that did this whole storyline has been my favorite feud i've seen in over two decades and i've said that many times end quote so there's people saying that this guy tweeted it out to be sarcastic you can't tell with text, the tone, I mean, come on, unless you, you know, nonverbal communication plays a big part in, you know, receiving the message from somebody. So if you're just reading it, unless like, you know, that person from a very, very, very personal standpoint, how are you going to know what the tone is? If nobody made a big deal about it, I would have never known. I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. He's got new music because I didn't follow his ring of honor career. Apparently, Fontaine didn't either. He stated it. But Punk replied back, you know, with a very asinine comment. It happens, you know. 
maybe he misconstrued the guy's uh, tweet. Apparently, this guy was an asshole to other people that had you know sent him tweets, but he was very nice back to punk. So, I mean, who knows, right? But at the end of the day, here, here's the thing. Whether somebody's being an asshole to other people or not, if this dude had a legit question, why why even respond back in the way that they did? Just answer his question. You don't have to add anything else to it. Just give, give him an answer to the question. You'll avoid situations like this. Eh, anyway. All right, we got the AEW Women's Championship match. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defending her title successfully against Thunder Rosa. I saw on social media, not a lot of people liked this match, surprisingly. But, you know, hey, oh well. Uh, John Moxley defeated Brian Danielson, and afterwards they were still getting into it. And William Regal came out. Remember earlier when I was talking about the Ring of Honor thing, I said, you know, new acquisitions. William Regal is now all elite. William Regal is in AEW. He forced John Moxley and Brian Danielson to shake hands. Kind of ties back into what I was talking about earlier with the purchase of Ring of Honor, run as a separate entity, have some of these new acquisitions, have a big hand in that. Have William Regal be a, a big hand in that. Keep Ring of Honor around, make it the YouTube show. That way it's worldwide. It cuts overhead costs a lot. You can feature your younger talent on that. It's not going to be looked at as, you know, the D or E show, you know, because you got AEW Dark Evolution, you got Dark, then you got Rampage, then you got Dynamite. If it's its own promotion being ran on the separate side, you got these younger talent competing on that. They're not going to be looked at as like, okay, this is the D list of uh, AEW roster. No, they're going to look these. These are Ring of Honor wrestlers. Ring of Honor featuring Ring of Honor wrestlers. It raises their profile up. It's a win-win, but that's just me. All right, moving on. We got two more matches here. Two more results. Six-man tornado tag team match. Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting defeated the Andrade Hardy family office. Andrade, Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy. Sting taking that crossbody. Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave it at that, man. <laughs> Just watch it. If if anything, seek out that clip alone. Now we got our main event. AEW World Championship match. 25 minutes, 45 seconds. Hangman Adam Page defeating Adam Cole. And I really I really did enjoy this match. I thought it was a very well done match. Uh, these guys, they, they paced it very well. It it had a lot of super kicks in it. I get that. But hey, that's okay. That's their style. That's their thing. Right on. It didn't ruin it for me. Just stating the obvious. Just telling you exactly what was in there. Um, there was a lot of super kicks in there. But there was a lot of really, really good stuff in there. Uh Panama Sunrise on the outside. Uh it's all kinds of really good shit, man. A really good story told by these two guys. I want to see more from these guys. I want to see another match. Keep this thing going. Have these guys do a rematch, a double or nothing. Throw them in a steel cage or something. That's what I want to see. Um, I would say overall, the good outweighed the bad for AEW Revolution. 
um, enjoyable pay-per-view. That's all I got to say about that. So we had real, two enjoyable pay-per-views over the weekend, back-to-back. All right, now closing off, let's talk a little bit, very brief, about some stuff going on at WrestleMania weekend. Yesterday, first reported by Bleacher Report, the man they call Vader will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. There was a big backlash on social media about this. A lot of people saying they should have inducted him when he was still alive. I get it. I understand it. I wish he could have been inducted when he was still alive as well. But I'm not going to get that upset over it. It's annoying. Yes. Is it sad that it didn't happen? Yes. Is it ruining my day? No. Vader's going in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be enshrined into the WWE Hall of Fame. He's going to be given his tribute. People are going to share stories about this guy. His life, his career will be celebrated. Better late than never. Congratulations to Vader. Well beyond worthy of being a WWE Hall of Famer. Now, we're going to wrap things up here. For weeks, Kevin Owens has been on Monday Night Raw, WWE Television, talking smack, talking trash about the state of Texas. Well, him and Seth Rollins last night on Monday Night Raw did not win the tag team match, so they don't have a path to WrestleMania. So all night long, they were teasing, oh man, what are these two guys going to do? They don't have a WrestleMania match, there's no path. Kevin Owens said he had an idea. So after everything was said and done, he came out to Monday Night Raw in the last 10 minutes and he cut a promo and he issued out an invitation to Stone Cold Steve Austin to appear on the KO show at WrestleMania. Well, this morning, WWE social media accounts posted a video from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Kind of cool. It was like a little buggy out in the desert, you know, out in Texas. It, it was driving around It stopped. Stone Cold Steve Austin gets out. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, hell yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He looks at the camera with his beady little eyes. <laughs> and here's what he had to say. Here's, here's, here's the quote. Somebody transcribed this already. Here's the quote from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Quote, 19 years ago, I wrestled my last match in the WWE ring. After three rock bottoms, one, two, three, I lost the match. And for 19 years, I had to live with that defeat knowing my time was up. Kevin Owens, I want to thank you for waking up something I've kept deep inside me for 19 years. Ever since you started running your damn mealy mouth about the great state of Texas, you got my attention. And why would you want to do that, Kevin? I could think of two reasons. One, you are one dumb son of a bitch. And two, you are fixing to get your ass kicked by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Whether you want to call this the KO show, a match, a fight, a brawl, whatever, I will guarantee you this. In Dallas, Texas, where I started my career, Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to open one last can of whoop-ass on you, Kevin Owens. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. End quote. 
So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, accepting the invitation from Kevin Owens. Steve Austin will be on the KO show at WrestleMania. It will be on Saturday, day one of WrestleMania. Here's what the card looks like so far. For day one on Saturday, we got Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. The Raw Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch defends against Bianca Belair. And the SmackDown Women's title match. Charlotte Flair defends against Ronda Rousey. And of course, the KO show with Stone Cold Steve Austin. For Sunday, we have scheduled Edge versus AJ Styles. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. The Women's Tag Team Championship match. Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. And the winner takes all. WWE Champion Brock Lesnar versus Universal Champion Roman Reigns. So far, those are the two cards for both nights of WrestleMania. And that, ladies and gentlemen, wraps up the Ring Scoops podcast this week. A lot of wrestling news. It's probably the biggest, most jam-packed, informative episode of the Ring Scoops podcast in quite some time. And we're only scratching the surface. This is going to be a whole lot more, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a whole lot more stuff happening. Wrestling, I think, is on the verge of a boom period. By the end of this year, I think we're going to be seeing some very magical things from uh, so many different promotions and, and different companies, different talents. If you look back from a year ago to this very day to right now, just looking at the rosters alone, if you would have said a year ago, William Regal and Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and all these guys would be on AEW, I would have laughed at your face. I would have said, I don't think so. If you would have said Ring of Honor would would be owned by Tony Khan, I would have laughed as well. If you would have said Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to have some involvement at WrestleMania with Kevin Owens, I would have laughed at you there. If you would have said Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns would be the main event, I would have said, hell no, it would not be the main event. If you would have said that Vince McMahon was going to be on the radio for an hour and a half talking about JR taking a shit over here and somebody's going about to kill Vince or Vince McMahon deadlifting a thousand pounds at one in the morning wearing those tennis shoes with the neon blue highlights, I would have laughed. What a crazy time we are as wrestling fans here in the wrestling business in 2022, man. Exciting times. You can hear it in my voice. I'm excited. I, I, it's, I'm, I'm so motivated right now with a lot of things going on in the industry. So I'm going to leave it at that. Don't forget to check out Ring Scoops on social media. All the social media links at Ring Scoops. Um, shop.ringscoops.com for all the Ring Scoops merchandise. Go to ringscoops.com for the uh, VR chat arena. You know, we got some good stuff there. Um, some updates coming up pretty soon. The locker room, working on that right now. The gorilla position and a locker room with some interactive pieces in the arena as well. Championship belts, microphones, steel chairs. You can pick up, you can do stuff with them. Stop signs, all kinds of goodies. And also over on ringscoops.com, we have the link to the Ring Scoops card game, the ultimate party game for all the wrestling fans out there. Cut a promo against each other. See who's the world champion in your inner circle. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, 
I'm the webmaster Wade Needham, that ring scoops guy, saying thank you, good night, and be cool.